Welcome, I'm Phil, and you're listening to a really small podcast called Clips to Bounds that is only just entering the world as I speak. In case you're wondering, Clips to Bounds is a show all about writing code and about writing words. Each episode is going to be very small and bite-sized, no more than 20 minutes and no less than about 10 minutes. So hopefully you better fit it into your commute on the way to work. Each episode, I'm going to pick a specific area of interest and try to share some of my thoughts, some of my experiences and my perspectives on that topic. Hopefully I'll get to generate a bit of discussion in your mind and you won't always agree with me, but that's okay. And hopefully you don't. Sometimes I think just talking about things opens up a kind of dialogue that can be really constructive and really insightful. There isn't going to be a clearly defined show schedule for each episode. What I'm going to do is just take each episode as it comes, try to make it as great and as interesting as I can whenever I can. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at clips to bounds and you'll know as soon as I hit the publish button on a new episode. I've got a lot of topics and ideas in my mind to talk about in the coming episodes. So let's get straight into the first one and talk about writing pull requests. As a programmer, if you've ever worked alongside a team of developers, either in your day job or when you're contributing to open source projects in your spare time, then chances are you've written a pull request. Really quick, if you haven't written one, a pull request is a mechanism that can be used by a developer to notify other contributors to a Git repository of code changes that have been pushed. Once a pull request, or a PR, is opened, contributors can review these changes, discuss some modifications, contribute their own changes to the PR, and eventually it will either be closed if those developers involved decide the changes are no longer appropriate, or it will be approved and the changes are merged into the project. Pull requests are an important part of software development among teams. They're a mechanism that we can use to ensure we're making the right changes and that they help us to be sure our changes are right by encouraging us to think changes through. We become more mindful about the changes we're making and the justifications for why we're actually making these changes. Pull requests also open up our work to peer review so that others can provide constructive criticism and contribute to our changes and build upon our work and make it as best as it can be. They can approve or they can reject our changes, providing an external perspective on our work that keeps us in check. There are a lot of small things that go into creating a pull request, but specifically I'd like to address some of the ways we can ensure our pull requests are as effective as they can be in fulfilling their purpose as quality control mechanisms and drivers of productivity. One of the biggest things we can do to make that happen is keep PRs small. It takes time for our peers to review our changes. Often smaller PRs will receive far more insightful comments and criticisms than extremely large PRs. The time it takes to review a PR increases exponentially in relation to its size. So smaller PRs are typically small because they're changing a small number of files or less lines of code, such as one to three files compared with a large PR that changes 400 different files across the entire code base. We should be applying the single responsibility principle to PRs as much as we do within our code. If a pull request addresses issues A, B, and C, and solutions A and B are approved by your peers, but C is rejected, then your correct solutions to A and B are stuck waiting and have become dependent on a completely unrelated change. Naturally, if we start keeping our PRs small, we'll find that we're opening more PRs far more frequently than we'd expect. This means that our team is easily more aware of all of the changes we make, 
and they will be far more likely to catch any potential bugs or mistakes that we've made without us noticing. An important part of making PRs easy to review is documenting intent and reasoning. GitHub actually makes this incredibly easy by providing a title and a description field for you to fill in when you're opening a PR. Not every change requires a large in-depth description explaining exactly why one line of code may have changed, but over time developers can get into the habit of not properly explaining their proposed changes. This can slow teams down and make code review extremely difficult for team members that have absolutely no context to the changes that they're reviewing. A brilliant way to combat this habit is by writing a pull request template with your team. PR templates are just a simple markdown file that you can check into your repository in a .github folder. GitHub will then automatically pre-populate this template into the description field of every new PR as it's created. PR templates are great because they establish the baseline expectation for all members of the team of properly documenting intent and reasoning in every change. Not all changes will warrant an in-depth description or even a description at all. But establishing this baseline makes those times when you make an exception far more meaningful and it encourages you to be aware of those times. There's a lot that goes into a well-structured pull request. Most notably, a pull request should address the motivation. Why are you submitting this pull request? Why is it needed? Why did you make these changes? It should then discuss the overall design of the changes. What did you add to the project and why? What did you remove and why? What did you refactor and why? Discuss any architectural decisions you made and how that impacts on your changes. A great pull request will also address the trade-offs of the changes. What problems still remain despite these changes and what compromises did you have to make to achieve your desired outcomes? Often I will write a PR description and I'll get to the trade-offs section when I realize I could have done something a lot better or I completely missed the buggy edge case in my code. I'll then be able to go back and fix it instead of the pull request being caught in review. So my pull request actually gets merged faster. When writing pull request descriptions, be sure to write clearly and understandably. A pull request should be written in a way that any member of your team could easily understand. Consider using the explain like I'm five principle. Explain your changes like you would explain them to a five-year-old child. And that way, your much older and much more mature team member will have no trouble figuring it out quickly and easily. A common misconception with writing well-documented pull requests is that it takes a lot of time to write perfect PRs and to write an essay in the description. Many people might say that writing PRs will slow your team down and you'll ship less features. But in reality, actually, documenting PRs will speed up your team in the long term and help your team to ship better code faster. If you find yourself writing PRs that are taking a long time, the chances are you're actually just doing it wrong. Writing a PR description should take no more than one to two minutes. Team members don't want to be spending 30 minutes reading a novel on view controller transitions. If your descriptions are actually that long, your PR is most likely making too many changes and you should probably break it down even further. If your changes are going to have a visual effect on the application, Take a quick screenshot of the simulator or run it on a device and add it to the PR description. GitHub makes it ridiculously easy, as easy as dragging and dropping the file into the description field. It takes less than 30 seconds and it means the person who's reviewing your changes can have full visibility on the impact of your change without having to pull down your branch, compile it, and then run it on a device. 
I won't get too far into testing right now, but it's important to note that if your team is on board with test-driven development or behavioral-driven development, then each line of new code or function added should include subsequent related test cases. And any changes should include subsequent changes to existing test cases. Writing tests can often feel like a really uphill battle, but it gets far easier to write tests incrementally over time than it does to go back and attempt to write tests for a class that was built months earlier. Remember that pull requests are proposals and your intention is to get feedback from your peers. Your peers will make suggestions and they'll make criticisms and they'll propose alternative solutions to the problem that you're trying to solve. It helps not to be angry or hostile to a team member who's critiquing your work because they just want you to be better and to do your best work possible. See if you can flesh it out in the comments of the PR, or if you need to, have a discussion and whiteboard the problem with the rest of your team. You'll almost always come to a solution that you can all agree on, and that has the best net effect on the product. To sum everything up, language underpins everything that we do as engineers. All day, every day, we communicate with team members, with managers, with users, and with computers. Communicating our intent effectively and using language fluidly and transparently will make us more productive at what we do and help us build the right products in the right way. Foolish developers are the ones that are really easily tricked by the traps of moving fast instead of realizing that slowing down can actually speed you up. They take the easy path in the short term of opening a pull request with an empty description and the default title because it's fast and there are more important things to do at the time. But they're actually not being productive in the long term and this will slow down the project over time. That's about it for this episode. I'd love to hear about how you're using pull requests on your team to be more productive or if you're experiencing any problems with your current procedures. Thanks for listening and remember you can follow the show on Twitter at clips to bounds or you can actually follow me on Twitter at Phil Ferruja. Feedback is welcome. What would you like to hear about and what would you like me to improve with the show? Thanks again and I'll see you next time.